Hi, this is Duff, WA7BFN, and welcome to This is LICW, a look at what's new, noteworthy, and happening in the Long Island CW Club. Episode number four for August 2023. While walking through the local supermarket the other day with Morris Ninja happily playing in my ears, I thought while receiving the code is certainly at the forefront for most of us, the other end, the other side of the fence, is just as important. Sending, of course. Your style of sending is your signature, and in many ways reveals some aspects of your personality. I don't know about that. Believe it or not, some commercial Morse code operators could tell one another by their fist or their code signature. We're lucky to have, amongst the many classes here at LICW, one called Good Fists. Right-o. And I just happened to end up with Bob and Randy over there. And uh, So, Randy, what the heck makes for good sending? That the other person can copy it. Well, that <laughs> makes good sense, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> uh, the class, you get into dissecting exactly what people are doing in sending. So, if you boil it down to, I guess, the common denominator what is it to me it depends on speed number one if you're just learning then it is good character formation with good spacing if it's letter 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 that made the word that's good if it's letter space letter letter space bobble 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 space letter and then that's supposed to make a word that is extremely hard to copy at any speed. Okay. If, yeah, I think if I you get the rhythm of that word down, just like the one we always know. Everybody knows what that is in LICW now. But if you send it as It makes no sense whatsoever. No sense whatsoever. Boy, I've heard it, you, it, and you hear a lot of that too. And so it, it's all about it's all about the rib to me anyway. To hear a good fist is all about the good character formation along with the spacing, and that's better spacing as well as word spacing. Yeah, so exactly, I have to agree with Randy. The the spacing is just critical. Uh, there are a lot of folks out there who have absolutely beautiful letter formation, mm-hmm. but the spacing can make it exceptionally difficult to copy. Uh, there's establishing a rhythm. Uh, Chris talks about the dit train, uh, and that's very, very real. You get your ear in sync with the sender, and if they maintain the rhythm, it becomes relatively straightforward to copy, easy to copy. If they break the rhythm, mm-hmm. uh, as Randy was just pointing out, the space in between words, uh, the space in between letters within a word, Uh, that can throw you off the rails. Another piece of that is the way that folks will correct an error. Uh, If you think about somebody head copying, it takes a moment to reset that head copy uh, machine on the receiving end Okay, after the error has been corrected. Mm -hmm. Uh, So sending along, sending a word, error word, the lack of a gap in there makes it really hard or more challenging to get back on the train. It sure does. I mean, that just runs right into it, and you, uh, by the time you get through that, you've lost it, of course, from there. So a question for you, and I know you do, a lot of people send a course in Good Fist, and they go on there and you take a look at it. For somebody who really wants to, you know, to get themselves sharp, you know, is there a particular uh, program, or is there something you would suggest? 
So I think as in many things, the programs that work for an individual are going to be somewhat dependent on that individual's tastes. Okay. And what you are going to use is going to vary as your uh, skill uh, evolves. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I loved starting out was to be able to hear a computer-generated letter, <laughs> pause the program, send that letter, say that letter, speak the sound of the letter, and then listen to the computer uh, generated again. Right. So I might hear, oh, that was a C, I've said it. I'll say it now, da 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 dit, da 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 dit, and then I'll say and send it, da 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 dit, da 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 dit, and then I'll listen to it again from the program. So I've heard the really good example, and then I've reinforced the letter two or three different ways, and then listened to it again. So, Bob, when is the, uh, the class? Good Fifth's class is going to be noon Eastern time on Sunday mornings. Noon Eastern time on Zoom A, I would imagine. Yep, and we follow that immediately with uh, a buddy program class. So you may have just uh, listened to and worked on some uh, aspects of your sending in the Good Fist class. You can go into the buddy program immediately following, and we'll pair you up with somebody to uh, continue to polish, and we'll put you out in a breakout room where you can work together. Perfect. What a great idea. Hey, thanks, Bob. Do appreciate it. Randy, thank you, guys. The Good Fist class on Sunday mornings. Check it out. Probably a good way to, uh, to get starting and improving your sending skills. There we go. There are many keys, of course, associated with CW. Verticals, horizontals, bugs, cooties, everything else over there. And sometimes it can be a little daunting to operate. One of the classes we have over here operated by Tom, W0FN, is one about keys. And in particular, the dual paddle, or what they call iambic B. What's that all about, anyway, Tom? Class is a... Uh is an all-out effort by yours truly to help people be better senders. And I mean all people with all types of keys. It's not just a dual lever paddle class, but, but I uh, freely admit I'm biased because of what dual lever paddles can do when sure. they're coupled with iambic mode B. So right. I, I list the letters, punctuation, or prosigns that fully are auto, uh, partially automated and start with that for maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes. I'm not an iambic B user. I don't know what it is. Never tried it. Can you fill B in? <laughs> well, that's what I do in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the class. The difference between iambic mode A and mode B is something people are curious about. If you touch the dit paddle while a da is sounding, iambic mode B will finish the dit for you after the DAW finishes. Oh, okay. It, of course, perfect timing. Right. If you have iambic mode A, and you hit a dit paddle in the middle of a DAW sounding, you will not hear the dit afterwards, because ah. it, it just ignores it. And that's the difference between A and B. Okay. Most Are there ways. specific paddles for iambic, or can you use just any dual lever, or what do you use? Any dual lever paddle will work, and almost all rigs default to iambic mode B. Ah, okay. Especially if they don't have a choice. You uh -huh. know, it, they have a keyer and that's that, and nearly always they are uh, mode B. Yep. What makes up good sending? Uh, of course, you already know. It's rhythm. Okay. It's, rhythm. <laughs> All right. it, it's, it's pulling the person's brain in to, to just fall into sync with, with the rhythm of your sending. Okay. So um, you can send best... 
Okay. Or, or you can send it. Aha. Uh -huh. And it, it's just uh, it's just rhythm. And of course, the bends best bent wire slash five and um, all kinds of different words. Uh, I think first first has a, uh, a kind of a a good rhythm too. The word first. Ah, oh, okay. Just certain words, to my ear anyway, sound rhythmic, or you, at least you can make them sound rhythmic. Mm -hmm. And if you are consistently uh, in a, uh, a steady tempo, it makes it a lot easier for the person you're conversing with or communicating with to understand you. Right. So, you know, uh, sending and receiving are tightly coupled. They certainly are, and I think, uh, you know, I think one way or the other, one is not more important than the other. you got to have both sides of the fence or it doesn't work, <laughs> you know, to where that goes. So when you start out in the class, what do you actually do? What do you, what do, you do in your class, Don? I have two, uh, two cameras, and if I, if I switched, yeah, yes, I can. So I can switch go. to the camera to show, and then I can do, you know, the C and the K and the N. Uh, and the F, and the L, and the Y, and just kind of show that, uh, like CQ, I, I always start with CQ. Anyway. Uh, I've noticed one big thing with it. There's not much movement at all you know, between the paddles when you're squeezing those things. It's very tight. And uh, does that help out, basically, in, in creating that code? I think it does. <clears throat> the, the more adept I got at, at sending with minimal effort, minimal movement, very relaxed, the more I was able to think about rhythm and tempo, and the less I had to, you know, thrash my hand around back and forth a lot. And so I tend to, I rest my forefinger actually on the base of the paddle so that I don't even have to, you know, lift it uh, hardly. And uh, at least often I do that. And it, I think it's fun to send good rhythmic code without moving around a lot. Yep. It's just a personal preference is all. Well, I know I've got a cootie on the desk over here, and you slap that thing around all over the place. I mean, it spins up over there on one side of the desk or the other, or whatever. <laughs> I'm going with that. I know, and I, I'm envious of people that have all the all these uh, skills and and proficiencies with multiple types of paddles. I, I'm just a one-trick pony, and I, I enjoy the dual lever paddle and the relaxed sending, and that's that's about all I can do actually. Well, that's going to be one that I am going to furtherly explore as, uh, as to figure out how the iambic B works, for sure, for me anyway. I've got, and it's, yeah. uh, it's fun, so I would certainly like to add that particular mode to the repertoire, so we'll do that. <laughs> fun. So, uh, it's all about fun. Yeah. So I, I list the letters C, K, N, R, F, L, Q, and Y. The period, the slash, the exclamation point, for example, is a finger hold with two thumb taps. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, and I just describe uh, in the second page of of my uh, PDF that uh, F and L are thumb holds with a finger tap, and Q and Y are finger holds with a thumb tap. Ah. So we're not really talking about squeezing. To me, squeeze sending is a is absolutely accurate, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. uh, on certain characters. But there's a whole bunch of the other ones that's just hold one paddle and tap the other. Right. So it doesn't, at least it doesn't feel like a squeeze to me. It just feels like, you know. Yeah, just, just that 
Yeah, I yes. guess the way yeah. you way you work it. Right, exactly. Interesting. All right. So your classes are they off for the summer, or are you still operating this uh, time around? The summer? It, uh, every Tuesday night, I enjoy it, and I hope to be able to help people enjoy sending more. Uh, I have a how to practice sending in my PDF, uh, but I link to uh, the Audacity download page. Okay. And I say turn recorder on parentheses. Consider using Audacity, and Audacity is a hyperlink. Oh yeah. So people can just go right there and download it. Right. Um, I have, you know, select a pangram and send it several times for a couple of days. And after you memorize it, head send the pangram for a week oh. before you choose a different one. Ah, okay. Uh, I think, of course, sending from your head is completely different than reading and sending uh, from a printed page. Amen. So it's important to, yeah, to send I, it. All right. Well, Tom, thank you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to maybe visiting you on Tuesdays. And we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Yep. 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Zoom C. Zoom C. You got it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Well, for the majority of us, growing up uh, with ham radio included CW as kids. And some were at five words per minute for a novice. Of course, 13 words per minute for the general and the ultimate. 20 words per minute for the extra class. <laughs> well, CW wanes somewhat over the years due to the emerging technology of cell phones, emails, the digital modes of ham radio, when kids nowadays seem to find a cell phone as part of their anatomy. Well, youth basically is the hope of things perpetuated, as they say. With over 100 students, the kids' classes of LICW is a marvelous way to introduce CW to the kids. I caught up with Bob and Ken of the LICW kids' classes, and uh, just when did this program start? Three years ago, three and a half years ago, a fellow named Rob Zargas started this. He lived out in Massachusetts. Oh. And he got about, supposedly got 300 kids into the program. I don't know. We've never been able to verify that. But on the other hand, my granddaughter, three of my granddaughters were involved in it. One of them stayed with it. Wow. And got her license. Um, and Rob was going along, and all of a sudden, he, he I, my understanding is he bought a restaurant down on Cape Cod, and he left. He just dumped the program. Really? Um, wow. Not quite that bad, but almost. And uh, Howard was looking for some people to run it. Nobody stepped up. So Ken and I were talking about it, and we decided that we would step up and run it. Good on and you. Um, the rest is history. About two years ago, we got started in it. And now you've got over 100 people, 100 kids, basically. On I'd, the I'd say we probably have 100 kids on the roster, Ken, and about uh -huh. maybe 30 of them are active. And Duff, we also have some, uh, we have parents and grandparents that are with the kids. Really? We have probably five or six parent-grandparent teams right now that are learning their code along with the kids. Yeah. Yep. Well, I had a 10-year-old out at uh, at field day this year, which was fun. I was doing the CW side, and he was over here and just, you know, asking questions and really getting tuned into it. So that what kind of yeah. keyed my interest over here to, to maybe, uh, you know, talk about the program, see where it goes. Well, Ken, how, do you, how did you set up the program? What's the curricular look like in, uh, in the kids' program? Oh, man, that's a tough question. What we, what we did is we had actually three or four... I would call them senior kids that kind of carried over from when Rob was doing it. Bob and I teach Tuesdays, Thursdays, and we used to teach Saturdays. Now we teach Sundays. Uh -huh. um, the Tuesday, Thursday are pretty serious uh, classes where we take beginners in and, uh, and we use um, Zoom rooms a lot. 
and you know the breakout rooms. Breakout rooms, so sure. We yeah. have mm-hmm. three. What? What? Bob? Five of us total, I think. Instructors. Uh, instructors. We probably got. We got Karen, Peter, uh, in the fall. We've got Karen, yeah. Ed, and Kathy. You and I right now, and we've got um, three or four student instructors uh, that yeah. various times jump in. And we just had um, Chad, you know, the follow up in Canada with his son, uh, Ken, for Ken's note, Chad just volunteered. Um, he'd like to be doing that in the future, too. So what fun. What fun. Just absolutely yeah. incredible. So, Ken, where do you start out if we have a, a new a new candidate, so to speak? Uh, how do you start out? What what's the what does it look like in the very first round? First off, we kind of teach them how to be on Zoom and and uh, run their beep properly <laughs> which is a big deal actually right. depending on the computer they have and such right. um, we do a lot of interactive stuff um, well our typical classes will be two three four kids per instructor in a breakout room and we so we kind of judge where they are do they know the whole alphabet do they know some of it we'll help them work on letters that uh, they don't that they don't know um, we build words a lot quicker probably than, than uh, some of the adult uh, classes yeah. do. Um, and we use letters that can easily build words. <laughs> so, sure, absolutely. So about half of that curricula is, is that type of work, you know, uh, questions and answers, very simple phrases. We'll put something in chat or some words in chat or put some phrases in chat and mm-hmm. have, them, have them go around the room and each, each one of them type, you know, tap it out. Um, and then Kathy... Um, Goodman is really into a lot of, of uh, protocol stuff uh-huh. for various contests. So uh, we take a part of the part of the time to do basic stuff. You know, go through the alphabet, see where the kids are, and then the other half of the class sometimes class time would be um, protocol stuff. Um, this last well, this is Friday. So yesterday we did uh, POTA protocols. Wow. For the whole class. You know? Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, because summer is photo time, right? Sure, so, why not? Absolutely. Yeah, so <laughs> we we came up with some uh, photo protocols, and then after kind of an afterthought, um, we sent out uh, a video that's a pretty good, and, and a script, you know, a mm-hmm. script, you know, for them to practice. So are these kids so, on the air, or do you, are you pretty much uh, kind of a closed circuit thing at this point? We're just on Zoom, but Basically, we... We do try to get them on the air. They're closed circuit. Oh. Those, like, like one of the new kids uh, yesterday, his, he and his dad have done POTA, Poda stuff. <laughs> so he was familiar with POTA. But for the most part, they're, they're just have, they just barely have a beeper and they're trying to, trying to learn the code. And just learn the code from there. We use letters that are, that are um, common letters, I guess. Um, I'm, I use letters that teachers would use to teach uh, kindergartners and first grade kiddos to read. Right. <laughs> Ken, I can I can speak to that if you want. I usually take them and I show them the Morse practice page. They don't like to use it um, because they don't want to sit there and listen to a computer. They want to interact. Mm-hmm. But we show them what it is. We do turn it up a little higher than the 12 words per minute. And we start off by using the first few letters in it, mm-hmm. R-E-A, T-I-N. Um, but within a session or two, it quickly transforms into working with all the dit letters, working with all the dial letters, uh, starting to put words together, and kind of really starting to get them ready to, to go into Ken's class on Thursday. So Tuesday's supposed to set up for beginners, Thursday's for advanced kids, intermediate, with Ken and his group. 
um, Kathy Murray, Catherine, uh, Karen Murray, and myself, and Ed, now Ed, uh, teach on Tuesdays. And um, we, we, do, we do both days. Most of us show up all the time. So if there's a beginner kid that's in Ken's class, sure Ken can't, can't mm -hmm. spend the time with them, we'll do a breakout room and take them off. Oh, perfect. What allows And we tell them that if you show up on Thursday and I'm not there, like I wasn't this week, I was gone, um, you have to just sit there. Most of the time they just don't show up. They wait until Tuesday to sure. come back. We do Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays. Okay. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. On. Sundays at 7.30 because the young lady, we have a 15-year-old who teaches the advanced kids on the weekend. Really? I, that's and incredible. Jenna is going to be her, her adult advisor. Ah, great. So that's so on. We're start, and uh, what, we do. what Zoom room are we in? We, we do it in our own Zoom room. We have Zoom yeah. Room K. We don't give out the codes to that to anybody but the kids, the parents, and the instructors. Yeah. Perfect. What what fun. What a great thing you guys are doing, that is for sure. Of course, we, we want to get more more kids it's and more people involved. And well, I can imagine they're, it's they're all over the map in terms of capability and, and attention span and everything else, but it's just a joy to work with them. Oh. So. I bet cool. it is. Yeah. I bet it is. All right. Well, thanks, gents. Do appreciate that. All right. Thanks, Duff. So if you've got a grandkid or a kid, there you go, who would like to get involved in ham radio and CW specifically, there you go. The kids' classes right here in LICW. This is LICW is produced by the informational services of the Long Island CW Club. Questions or comments can be made to Duff at WA7BFN.com. Till next time, this is Duff, WA7BFN, 73's 